ridiculous. Hello everyone, welcome to Around the Core Squash Podcast. Delighted to say that for the first time in over seven months, we are all in the same time zone. Stuart Crawford is back in the US of A. How you doing, fellas? I'm great. Back in the US, back on a squash court. Yeah, all happening. New living, apartment. Living the dream. New apartment. Needs a, needs some, needs a bed. If anyone has a, has a spare. I need everything. I mean, <laughs> I had to take a shower the other night without a shower curtain, flooded the bathroom <laughs> on my first night. Uh, currently, my my massive big pen jacket is my duvet. So, yeah, anything you can offer. Yeah, all good in New York, chipping away, playing some squish. And maybe test, uh, see if, see if uh, one of our, one of our friends of the program, Olivia Fichter, listens, call her out here and, Took her in our in our challenge match on Tuesday. Um, you know, let us know if you're listening, Olivia. Or else we'll just keep keep trashing your great name. <laughs> it's fight and talk. She's coming back to you, Chris, man. <laughs> oh, I know. I still haven't recovered from it. One person who is definitely listening, because I spoke to him yesterday and he asked when our next recording. He thought we'd maybe given up on this. I was like, don't be silly. It's just that uh, logistics got in the way for a couple of weeks. But uh, Lyle Patterson loyal listener and uh this one's for you this is Lyle I feel I should be breaking off into a Frank Sinatra tune after that <laughs> yeah complications two weeks tell me about that short yeah so I had an interesting two-week quarantine in Antigua oh jeez, um, oh, tough I mean after my four months in Italy and then I had to go back to the UK for three months. It was time I got some sun on a holiday. Uh, so, yeah, I went down there. But um, so the rules to get back into the US, you can't travel direct from the UK, which is why I went down there. Uh, it said, yeah, very Well, if you're going to go somewhere for two weeks, you might as well pick somewhere nice. Yeah, agreed. A great point. <laughs> so I thought I found a nice cheap flight, a little Airbnb, uh, head down there. And you can't enter the U.S. until you've been outside the U.K. for 14 days. So I get there on the Saturday. Then last Saturday is my 14th day. So I've got a flight to New York, booked, show up at the airport, and they couldn't check me in. I'm like, is there a problem? It's like, the online booking system is not letting us check you in. So eventually we identified the problem, which is that you have to be outside the UK for 14 days, but that means you can't actually travel into the US until day 15, which was a Sunday. Would have been so, great to know. <laughs> it would have been very 15 helpful. days before. So, moral so, of the story is: if you're if you're looking to get into the US from the UK, make sure you book book yourself a 15 day holiday and not 14. Exactly. Yeah, you shortchanged yourself. I know. But yeah, I eventually got a new flight the following day and arrived. Got into New York, drove down to Philly, and I got in like I was driving through the Super Bowl, missed all the Super Bowl. Uh, apparently, some some guy who's even older than me has, has claimed legend status, uh, <laughs> which which to me just highlights that I've still got a few more years to become a legend. <laughs> True. <laughs> Who said you weren't um, a legend already, Stu? Everyone I know. Uh, you're a legend, <laughs> man. You're a legend. Um, 
But yeah, got down here and I was on a squash court the following afternoon for the first time since March the 8th last year. That's not true. You played once in Scotland. I didn't really play. Uh, <laughs> I went to the squash club. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, you know, there's not much to talk about, so I just thought I'd just bring that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm back coaching every day this week, and yeah, I feel, feel jealous that you guys have been doing it for so long. I've missed it. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful game. It's a great profession. Happy days. So not much squash activity, obviously, but there's been a few little tournaments in Prague. It's like OTA is like chop, chopping a few uh, young up-and-comers. And, and uh, one thing that we didn't mention offline was a couple of the events in France. And Victor Cruen seems to be playing at a really high level. I haven't watched any, but I follow the results. And you know, my pick on our previous episode for young up-and-comers for 2021, I had picked uh, Masuti. I mean, Victor, Victor took him and Lucas Cern back-to-back apart. Yeah, very impressive. Um, it was quite a strong little event, that. Um, yeah. A lot of these smaller events haven't really had the strongest fields. Obviously, Gauthier has been cleaning up and dominating in, in Prague. I think one of them was also in Poland, um, but he hasn't really been tested in those. But the the event in, uh, in France that you're talking about was really strong. I think the top four seeds were all top 50 in the world. Uh, and they've also had a few women's events there that um, Melissa Alves, former Penn alum, has won two of them. Okay, you had to get in there, former Penn alum, huh? I know. In <laughs> fact, I think in the second event last weekend, she actually beat a former Penn teammate, Marie Stefan. So two Penn players in the final. Um, so yeah, college, college squash players or f- former college squash players seem to be cleaning up. Well, don't remember Gautier going to college in the US though. College for life, that fella. Yeah, he was a he was a grad student when I was a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the English Championship. Is that the British Nationals or what is it? It's officially not the British Nationals. Um, oh, it's English Squash Champs. I didn't. It's the, I, I didn't realize the AJ Bell England Squash Championships is being held on the exact same week that the British Nationals is traditionally held, which is usually the second week of. February. Um, so it does kind of feel like it, uh, although it's restricted to just English players because you'd obviously have uh, players from Scotland and the Welsh would be there. Um, Joe Macon, I'm sure, would be a contender and Tesney in the women's event. So it's not quite the same. And uh, women's final, uh, Sarah Jane Perry took out former former college individual, Malty, multi-champion of individuals um gina kennedy she's she's looking harvard, she's right? like former harvard yeah i wasn't gonna say it but you drop, did drop, i guess drop the so free, free advertising victor and gina um, Anya, good things huh? <laughs> yeah i mean we've talked about her before as, as someone to look out for and i think even just in this smaller kind of local event you can see it she beat i watched a little bit of her playing millie tomlinson yesterday um and she looks really sharp and she, yeah, she just go, gets into the front very well, puts it in, puts it, she kind of dominated with the counter drop, to be honest. She was lethal anytime she got thrown up front, even when she was on a pretty good run. So tough to beat. And then um, Deck James and George Parker are 
live as we're live, but will be done by the time you listen. <laughs> Predictions. <laughs> just going back to that women's final, I'm actually, I didn't see it. It's just finished about half an hour ago as we record this, but uh, I'd be quite curious to see how Sarah Jane sort of handles Gina's game and um, she's obviously on, on form based on carrying on from Blackwall and winning this fairly comfortably. I thought Gina might maybe just have made it a bit closer, but it's been quite one-sided. So, um, Yeah, I, I, I thought, I thought there, there was a chance there for, for her to disrupt uh, SJ a little bit, but um, I didn't get to watch a ton and it did, did look fairly straightforward. So, but yeah, like, like you're saying, I mean, SJ's got the, uh, definitely got the experience and, and is, is looking good as of late. A big couple with that is she's just on the back of a win. I mean, I know it's a couple of months ago now, but where she, you know, she beat three players ranked ahead of her and including Hanya Elman. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Hanya El Hamami. You know, a monstrous comeback. Like you're going to be feeling pretty good about your space. And obviously, with that form in mind, she's one of the best players in the world. I know, I know this is bad radio, but um, there was just a wild point in the men's final. George Parker, uh, full out dive to the front. Deck James kind of hammered it back at him um, cross court. And he somehow, he somehow was able to kind of get his racket to protect his body from, from the ball hitting him and kept it in play and then ended up winning the rally. It was pretty good, good action. That's our bad radio segment. Should we tra- transition to podcast commentary? I mean, <laughs> radio commentary is bad enough when it's live, but I feel like released it a day later might be even worse. 100%. That's why I called it bad radio. Hey, good TV. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the standout headline from the men's event there is obviously James Wostrock. There wasn't, there didn't appear to be official seedings, but he was obviously the number one seed or um, maybe Dex ranked just ahead of him, but no, no, James is um, yeah, highest ranked English player these days. Yeah, so you would have expected him to come through, and he lost to uh, a young up and coming player that uh, some people probably haven't heard of, but those that have followed the game closely know that he was British Junior Open finalist uh, a couple of years ago, and. If you're really old like me and Arthur, you probably remember his dad, who was also a reasonable player in his day. Yeah, jeez. Uh, Nick Wall and his father was also Nick Wall. Um, but it just got me thinking that because of the lack of events in the last year, someone like that, who's obviously improving, like I say, made the final of the British Junior Open where he lost to Mustafa Asal a couple of years ago. Um, you would have saw his progress probably would have been playing these five and 10K events around the world and doing well, maybe winning some of them. And you would sort of see his name regularly and know that he was moving up the rankings. But we've kind of been deprived of that or we've not really been deprived. He's probably been deprived a lot more than we have. But yeah, it's just a shame for guys in that situation that haven't had the chance to get out and compete and and demonstrate what, what good work they're obviously doing based on the, the results he's had this week. It's obviously it's a fruitful time for his career. Like he's just out of juniors, and he's been coached by Nick Matthew at the minute, and he's obviously putting some hard yards in there, and he's 
I mean, looks an unbelievable person to have in your corner and he's making the most of that. But those young guys, I think it'll be interesting to see how they, I mean, when you're young, you're robust. You see things very positively anyways. So I'm sure he's just like chomping at the bit, just excited and happy to be playing and we look forward to having more opportunities later this year and hopefully you won't have to wait another six, nine months before you can do that. Yeah. And we got five weeks till black ball. Black ball number three and what, <laughs> calendar year, basically? Almost, yeah. Yeah. Just the last big PSA tournament was the black ball open, so it must be time for the next big PSA tournament with the black ball open. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. His sponsors must be doing well. CIB isn't hurting during COVID. No. Um, but yeah, it just highlights again how important Egypt has been to keeping the professional game alive. Um, it's actually a little bit frightening to think what it would have been like without all these events we've had in Egypt. Um, going all the way back to World Tour finals that we had, and then the the Egyptian Open in front of the pyramids, and then last black ball open, next black ball open. Um, so yeah, they've really, really been a lifeline for the for the tours at the highest levels. And for the fans, give them something to look forward to watch. Yeah, and the other thing that's been hopefully quite positive is that they haven't PSA haven't put out a full schedule, but there seems to be talk that there's going to be further events post black ball. Um, I don't know if they're waiting for that event to confirm the other events or if they'll get confirmed sooner than that. Um, my understanding was that they were going to confirm it fairly soon, but still haven't seen anything. Um, but I think they have a series of events lined up between sort of April through to June, July time, which would be great. Really? Hopefully, hopefully we'll see some events for, for some of the players on both tours for, uh, you know, if you're ranked below 50. It's got to yeah. be tough. So, Mr. Mr. Fauci said he he hopes most of the U.S. will be vaccinated by summer. So, be nice. Be nice to get some get some travel back in. Get some uh, get some podcast hangouts. Some live podcasting. Yeah, we're talking. <laughs> I agree, Chris. I've been back for five days, four days, five days, and I definitely need a holiday. <laughs> What a guy. What a guy. Oh, what I'd do to get away for a few days. You know what I'd love? I'd love to get away for a few days to a squash tournament. There you go. Hit a few balls. National was uh, Irish national this time last year. Nice to see the family. Couple of Guinness. Hit a few balls. Happy days. I go back to Penn and we've got a, a new toy in the building, which is uh, one of these bomb ball machines, the squash cannon. And oh, brilliant. I, I absolutely love it to the point, even I'm thinking of playing squash again. Now that is, that's a rare feat. We Just have dial one. Dial in the hands. That's, oh yeah, it's great. Bit of, bit of shot in the ghost. That's, that's what I've been doing the last while. Got the machine out the back, put in 50 balls, give or take, and shot in the ghost, backhand volley drops. Shot in the ghost, backhand volley drops again. <laughs> Happy days. Well, as I have nothing else to say. You know, it's just good to be back. Just good to be back online here. It's good to see you guys, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Miss your lovely faces. The only other update I had was uh, PSA have put out a couple of announcements on a more more of the sort of strategic side in terms of 
agreements that we've put in place. Um, I'd be lying if I said I really understood them, <laughs> but it's, it's positive to see that they're still working behind the scenes to strengthen agreements and partnerships that they've got, and also that companies are still willing to uh, partner with PSA and still see the potential in the sport because there's been a lot of sort of doom and gloom and a lot of concern about the future of the sport. So it's good to see that within the business world, there's still some decent momentum. Um, the other announcement that PSA made that I found quite interesting was that they're not going to be streaming in the Europe on Eurosport player. They're going to be going back to their own uh, squash TV service in Europe. Um, but again, I don't know. I don't know whether that was a PSA decision that they would prefer to take control back or uh, whether that was Eurosport that decided not to renew their agreement. I've no idea, but just found it quite an interesting development. And we got some good, we'll have some good guests coming on hopefully in the next few weeks to get some, uh, get some voices other than our own and some cool topics uh, before blackball. All right, fellas. We'll leave it there for now. We'll look forward to catching up next week. As I said already, it's great to see your lovely faces. Stuart, you've done five days of work and I can see a little bit of grey in your beard. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah. You might want to... Those are just icicles. He's got no blankets and no heat. Oh, yeah. Jeez, we've, got, we've, got to, we've got to put a Facebook page, a fundraising page. Get this man could, all, could also be my age. I turn 40 <laughs> tomorrow. You oh. do not, do you? I do. Really? Yeah. Jeez. That, where did that go? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So far, right? Yeah, I'll be self-isolating in my room. Nothing to do with COVID, just depression. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I think you're delighted in your own room, wrapped in your pen jacket, happy to be back in the States. <laughs> with uh, a cup that, of green yeah, tea. That's true. Yeah. If if my girlfriend's lucky, I might FaceTime her, but that's the only social interaction I intend to have tomorrow. I'll send you a text. Yeah, don't expect a reply. <laughs> no, 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 no. I won't. There you go. Happy 40th. Jeez. Yeah. Times are flying. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you like what you hear, check us out on social and Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And yeah, that's it. Good stuff, fellas. Cheers. Cheers.
See you. 